Hello and welcome to Shaman Sister Sessions, episode 92. I'm Michelle Hawk and I'm here with my shaman sister, Catherine Bird. And we're bringing you a mini series, a two-part mini series in this episode and the next episode on entities and psychic attacks. And our first episode in this mini series that we're, uh, that we're speaking about right now is why you don't have an entity and no one is attacking you. This seems to be a, a thing where Kat and I both have a lot of people reaching out to us either thinking they have an entity attachment or an energy vampire or some sort of uh, demonic thing going on or they're under psychic attack. And most of the time, that is not the case. So in this episode, we'll explore the you don't have an entity version. And then in the next episode, we'll explore actually maybe you do if these are some of the things that are going on. So sit back and enjoy. Kat, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm in New Mexico and it is snowing and it was raining all night. So it's going to be super icy and it's very cold, but it's lovely. And um, I'm doing really great. And I'm so glad that we're, we're doing these episodes because this is something that we've been talking about for quite a while, um, kind of back and forth of... Uh, yeah, so I had this conversation or I had this session or, uh, you know, got this very interesting email or whatever these things are. And uh, that now that people sort of have within their, they have within their consciousness that, that entities are a thing and that uh, they might have one, uh, everyone seems to think that they do. And so, so we're going to kind of dispel some of the, I don't know if they're myths, but sort of the thing, the, why we think that we do when maybe we don't and uh, what might be going on instead. And what are the, what are some of the things that sort of lead into this belief system and pattern and what are some of the things we can do? And uh, yeah, there's so much to say about this. So I'm just really excited to be here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And as I mentioned, Kat and I both have our fair share of people reaching out to us who have expressed this concern. And uh, so if you're one of these people, or if you are thinking this, looking, uh, watching this episode, then I invite you to, um, to rest assured that it is actually far more likely that you do not have an entity and you are not under psychic attack. So let me just kind of set your mind at ease right now. We're going to give you some really go good tools to look about this. Or look at this. So I guess the first piece that we're going to talk about is what is an entity or an attachment? And uh, if, if one were to have an entity, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll get into this even more in the next episode. But just, uh, just to, to mention, I guess we could say that an entity would be uh, a, a, a being, a non-corporal being, that is hanging out in your body or in your energy field, uh, maybe in your home, uh, could be attached to a place, a person, uh, could be lots of things. So, and, and this could run the gamut of lots of, of different possibilities of being um, someone who's passed on, who hasn't um, moved on to the next plane, uh, a, an energy sort of being that's been created through uh, the process of 
sort of dark magic or something like that where you can kind of create a being that could attack someone. That could be a possibility, not a high likelihood, but a possibility. Uh, some sort of uh, nature spirit, sort of a, a guardian being that is uh, warning you to move on to something else. Uh, it could be some sort of other kind of being. So there's so many kinds of different beings that you can come in contact with. And uh, there are lots of them. And not all of them are bad and not all of them are good. And they run um, kind of a wide range of possibility. And often when we come in contact with something, we choose to believe the, the scariest thing usually. <laughs> Right, which is what we're going to get into on why people assume they have entities and, and attachments and are under attack. And then just to, to come alongside that and speak about psychic attacks, since we're kind of coupling that in this, this episode arc, um, a psychic attack is uh, you could be under attack from another person, so another human embodied person, or again, from one of these energies or entities and non corporeal entity uh, or, or an energy field that is interacting with your body and your energy field with the intention of causing harm. So, uh, so suffice it to say, we're kind of keeping, keeping the exploring of that until, uh, until the next episode where we're going to break down more of those pieces. But just know that when we're talking about why you don't have an entity, this is what we're referring to and why no one is attacking you. Um, again, it's very, it's, far less likely that you're actually having someone or something directing harmful energy your way. And there are other things that are far more likely, which is what we're spending time with today. Right. So, yeah. And this is important because we can scare the pants off of ourselves and we can create a lot of story. And so a, a lot of this is starting to look at our stories and look at our relationship with our beliefs around these things uh, because they're going to shape uh, what we are sort of calling into our experience or what we're available for. Uh, that's going to shape our way that we interact with energy uh, is, you know, these beliefs and stories that we like to, because we're humans, that's what we do. We like to attach ourselves to beliefs and stories. And in that process, we like to give them more energy. And so if this is happening and you're giving energy to something that isn't necessarily actually really a thing, then you're creating something based on this story and this belief system, which can ultimately be harmful mm -hmm. because we are incredibly powerful beings. We are incredible creator beings. Mm -hmm. And so we have to, when we start getting involved in energetic and spiritual uh, realms, we're going to come across things. We're going to experience things. We're going to have uh, things that happen within our awareness and our consciousness. And uh, it's important to be always looking at ourselves and looking at our stories and our beliefs and our practices. And we're going to talk about all that today. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the very easy, uh, one of the first and easiest fingers that we can point as to why do people assume that they have entities or that they're under attack is honestly pop culture, right? You know, again, we so easily are, we're meaning making machines. And uh, if we're, 
exposed to there's a really surprising number of you know even kids shows or books that talk about you know being attacked by you know by the evil stepmother or um you know someone being possessed or something there's a lot of story uh -huh. around that that we're exposed to from a startlingly young age and then looking at uh, movies and tv shows and, and different books and and sci-fi things there's a lot of um collective energy around the idea of possession and around the idea of mind control as another another form of this right like how, how many books or um you know even like harry potter right has this this element of using spells to cause mind control and so there's there's a lot of conditioning around the idea of someone it is possible for someone or something else to easily take control and power over our body and our energy field. That's, I think, the easiest one to point a finger at is just cultural conditioning. Mm -hmm. And then the next one is that people are way too generous with their uh, sometimes misinformed psychic information that they're getting. And so there are a lot of people who maybe go to some sort of healer, psychic, seer, whatever person, and they are told that they have an entity or some person at a party, you know, just randomly or, or so on. Like some person says you have an entity and you better believe that you from that point forward are like, oh my God, I have an entity. And that person may or may not be correct. That person might be misinterpreting energetic information that they're getting, might not even be have anything to do with you. They might be getting energetic information from, say, your childhood or from a partner or a friend or anything. They could be getting information from someone else in the room and somehow attach it to you and then make a story around it that you have an entity and really they're just interpreting psychic energy as a being which is kind of the number one thing that happens when we think we have an entity is that it's a misinterpretation of some sort of energy and we we get all psychically activated visually and the visual representation of an energetic whatever just energy can uh can be scary. It can be different. It can be dark. It's a shadow. It's a color. It's a light. It's a, it's a whatever it is. And our mind wants to interpret that and make it something. And so that's what happens a lot is that people are actually told, oh, I was told I had an entity. And um, which is not helpful. Please don't go to a party and tell, even if you're like, oh my God, that person really has an entity. Do not walk up and tell some stranger that they have an entity. It's a super unhelpful thing to do to someone. Mm -hmm. And it can actually do something about it. <laughs> right. And, and it can cause spiraling and, and fear inducing, uh, fear inducing patterns. And yeah, it's, it's not a, a kind thing to do. And, and so looking at, well, why are we so, uh, so easily willing to assign, okay, if we have this activated visual experience or we're, we're perceiving energy, our natural tendency is to assign it oh, that it's other rather than that it's somehow my energy. And so then again, if someone, if someone is either reading you or if you're interpreting something in your field, it is a whole lot easier. And again, this is a very a, a human brain sort of thing where if we're perceiving as some, something as wrong or something as bad or uncomfortable, we 
most often jump to the conclusion that it does, it's not ours, it doesn't belong to us, which again is, is where we get into the, the misreading and misinterpretation of energy. But, and, and I would also say along with that, the human trait is we are, we're designed, we're neurologically designed to attribute value to sensational information or experiences. So we are far more likely, you know, just, um, there's, there's all sorts of sayings about this where it's, um, you know, if, oh, and it's totally escaping my mind right now exactly what that saying is, but, you know, where our, our mind naturally jumps to what is the most fantastical, the most crazy version that is possible, rather than actually, this is probably what's happening. And this is the case in, in this realm as well. We naturally jump to the most fantastical thing we could imagine, which would be, I'm possessed by a demon, rather than, I'm having a really hard time processing my shadow body. It's a little bit less glamorous, a little bit less sexy. <laughs> it's so less sexy to, yeah. you know, I mean, because I know I've like, I've had a conversation not that long ago with someone who was so convinced that they had an entity and that was, there was this really angry, you know, being that was uh, after them and was, you know, in this certain place. And, um, and it's like, well, it's an angry being and, but the truth was, it's just unprocessed anger that has energetically collected into a place in the body or a place in the energy field. And because it hasn't been felt, seen, heard, witnessed, moved through, expressed in some way, acknowledged all of the things that have to do with shadow work and with our working with our own consciousness and working on ourselves, it it sort of goos into that, you know, collective energy. And then when we lean into it or become aware of it, which we start doing a little bit of meditation, we start doing a little bit of practice. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, I'm aware of something. And it's dark and it's ugly and it's gross and it hates me and it wants me to die. And it's like, yeah, it does. It's your anger from your life and it's your pain, your sadness, your unprocessed feelings and emotions that are honestly actively seeking to hurt you because they will, they will over time become something that gets into the body and causes illness and disease. And so now is the time to clean that stuff up instead of blaming it on something outside of self and not taking responsibility. And I think that's the thing that Michelle and I are always coming back to is, ah, you know, we need to take responsibility for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And having something that's outside that is other, it makes it really easy for us to not be responsible for our thoughts, our words, our actions, our deeds for our life. Absolutely. Because then let's look at what, well, what happens if, if we were to assume, okay, I, I have an entity and someone or something is psychically attacking me, then the solution becomes exercise the entity, you know, receive support from a healer to cut the thing out or get rid of it and put up protection for the psychic attack versus if we were to take responsibility and take agency and say, okay, I am feeling the coagulation of this shadow body that is my own and my ancestors residual cumulative trauma and I feel as though I'm under attack but really it's actually this this shadow body that is um, 
is misguidedly and and let's let's know that okay when we're talking about causing harm here um, our our highest self is never actively harming us and the shadow body actually is is operating in the way that it in its misguided way believes to be most helpful which you know it, it is running its own survival programming it's running its own um, granted misguided uh, What's the word I want to use? It's running its uh, its misguided motives, but it at its core it is seeking in the best way that it knows how to be of service. But we're interpreting that as intending to cause harm, and right. so this feeling of attack it's it's not actually trying to hurt us. It's trying to save us, but in this really twisted way. And what that would require us to do is to look at our own trauma, our ancestors' trauma, the beliefs that were put into place in order to allow this coagulation of the shadow body to look at our own psychic processes, to take agency for our, our personal health and well-being, that's a fuck ton more work than just go see a healer and have them cut out an entity. It's a, a lifelong investigative process that, uh, that quite frankly, a lot of people, if they're, uh, you know, if they're in that place of looking to, to assign blame or assign energy elsewhere, they, they don't want to sign up for. Right. Because in that you get to be like, oh, well, I have an entity. So of course I was late for my appointment because this entity is trying to sabotage my experience. And it's like, no, you're just late for your appointment because you didn't value this appointment. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I have an entity. So I'm really bad in relationships because this entity wants me to like lash out at people. And it's like, hmm maybe there's some anger inside that, you know, and some stuff around relationships that could be looked at. So, um, you know, one of my teachers says that, uh, you know, exorcism 101 is change the karmic address. And I think that that's brilliant because even if it is an entity, okay, and we'll get into this later, but even if it is an entity, there is something within you that is attracting that energy because like attracts like. And if you are resonating with this, this frequency, you're, you, you are that, right? So what is it within you that you can change the address so that that energy doesn't know where you are? Like it's like, oh, uh, I'm not resonating with fear, anger, a grief, and lots of pain and, and all of this, you know, turmoil and trauma and chaos. I'm not actively seeking out chaotic situations in my life. Um, I've changed my address. So I'm, I've changed. I'm different. I'm no longer resonating with these energies, entities or not, that are, uh, that are, you know, attacking me. And like you said, Michelle, it's like, it's a lot more work. It's a lot more work to work on your own consciousness than it is to assign, assign these things to out external sources. Mm -hmm. And so then I think it's really interesting to look at, well, what are other factors involved with, with taking responsibility and taking agency because, and, and again, Kat and I have plenty of stories of people who have reached out to us and, and oh my gosh, I'm sure we could, uh, you know, write a, a really crazy book of all the, the things that we hear from people. And, um, and then, you know, it's really interesting to look at when, when Kat and I do have these conversations with people and suggest, okay, um, you probably don't have an entity. Here are some things to do, some practices to do. Go do these practices and get back to me. 
Kat, what percentage of people would you say actually do what you advise them to do and get back to you? It's a, it's a pretty low, low percentage, very low percentage because you're giving them things that are, you know, oh, I have this thing and I've been to doctors and they've done the thing and they've done a, they did a surgery. They did a, you know, like I've been to these healers. I've been to all of these people and all these people have done these things that haven't worked. And then, you know, I might give some pretty specific things to do and say, go do those things email me back in two days once you've done those things and I never hear from them again. But they were very, very interested in carrying on a conversation with me about like feeding the energy of this thing that's wrong with them and feeding the energy of this entity and, and talking about it a lot and like giving it a lot of attention and, and really, you know, creating an enormous story around it and its effect on life and all of these things and how their life is falling apart in all of these different ways. And yet when you, when you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm open to working with you, but I want you to go away and do this list of simple tasks. By and large, most of the time I never hear from them again. They are just want someone to like, okay, fix me. And, right. and it's, it's, it's a thing like we're, we're made in Western society where we're like, fix me. And, uh, we, we don't want to take responsibility for ourselves. We don't want to think that what we're experiencing might just be our own pain. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say, um, I also have a very low percentage of these people who, who follow up or circle back and, it's, it blows my mind a little bit because I'm, I just imagine myself in this circumstance of if I thought I had an entity or if I thought that there was some sort of attachment or, or harmful being and I went to seek out a shaman and a shaman told me to do X, Y, Z, you better fucking believe I would do X, Y, Z and follow their instructions to the letter back to them, which then, you know, I think Kat, one of the pieces that you're bringing up that I want to spell out for people is there's a lot of identity wrapped up in, I have an entity. I'm doing hair quotes. If, if you're listening and can't see the, um, can't see the video, I have an entity. Then we, it's almost like, and maybe you found this to be the case too. And, and people, I want to put this out to you as if you ever come into contact with someone, it, it almost is like this weird specialness. You know what I mean? Where people like, kind of dig that right like I'm always being attacked or I you know I yeah I always I'm always being attacked by dark beings right and, and it's, it's yeah it's like this sort of bizarre specialness like right. badge and of honor somehow that I'm special enough to be attacked or something right it blows my mind. It's, it's a little bit like, well, here you are saying you don't want this to happen. And yet everything about your behavior and your words is actually continuing to perpetuate this energy taking place. It's, I don't understand it. And, um, you know, and I think that again, when we get into our next episode of why you might have an entity or someone is attacking you, we'll look at some of the dynamics involved with that. But for right now, again, know that, um, you know, what is most likely happening is this experience of, 
coming into a new awareness. Kat, I love how you spelled that out of like all of a sudden I'm aware of something that I wasn't aware of before. So then the assumption naturally is it must be something else that now I, I can perceive as opposed to I finally cultivated my awareness and my psychic presence enough that I can finally tune into the subtle nuances of my own field and become aware of this new dimension of my own energy body, which is uncomfortable and which would require me to up level further and take agency for my process. Mm -hmm. That's most of the time what's going on. Right. Um, I, I also want to say that there's a lot of, we also are raised, uh, a lot of us in religious homes or communities or whatever. And so this can also add to the mix because we don't have a, a, a um, experience or a large like awareness or concept that there's lots of beings everywhere. There's lots of energy everywhere. Everything is energy. Everything is moving. Everything is vibrating. Everything is alive. Everything is speaking to us if we're listening deeply enough. And so we are raised with this very disjointed uh, reality of like, there's man and there's God and maybe some angels that are good. And then there's like the devil and hell and demons that are bad. And so when we look at things from this very black and white perspective, then all of a sudden we are looking at things that are outside of us that are affecting us. We're not understanding that we are part of everything. And we are kind of going, okay, well, it's either this or that. It's either one or the other. It's either an angel and it's good, or it's either a demon and it's bad. And that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like to say, like, demons are some of our best teachers. And that people who have had encounters with dark beings and things that are and feel demonic often come out of that experience more embodied, sovereign, empowered, skilled, aware, present, you know, that, that there are things that show up that look and feel a certain way, but are really there to be teachers and to teach us about ourselves and to, you know, shock us into, uh, into higher consciousness in some sort of way. But we misinterpret things all the time. So, Absolutely. Yeah. so maybe your greatest teacher is showing up and you're like, ah, stop. Right. Get away from me. Somebody cut it out. No. And, and what changes if, if we look at it that way, right? Again, this, um, even looking at the, we're not dealing with anything externally. We're simply being present with our own shadow body. What, what and, you know, an example of, um, of a, someone that both Kat and I have worked with came in thinking they had an entity and Kat tuned in with me. I was like, well, does this person, I don't think this person has an entity. Does this person have an entity? And I'm scanning like, no, no, really not. It's, it's again, that ancestral and, and personal karma and, and, um, and cumulative trauma and, and then working with it really, it's this, um, it's an opportunity to, to come into grace and come into mastery and come into, again, receiving the gifts rather than like, oh, fuck, I have to clear all this ancestral trauma. And, um, you know, and I've definitely been in, I've been in that, we've all been there. And if you haven't, if you say you haven't, you're lying, right? Like we all have that experience of like, ah, oh, God, I can't believe I have to do this, this. again. Really? Right. Ah, this feels so dense. This feels so hard. Why did I get this lesson? Ah. 
repeat and over and over and mm-hmm. over. And yet, again, it's that how can we, you know, there is so much grace that is available to us there by, you know, not rejecting it, not saying, oh, that's not mine. It's, it's a demon. It's an entity or someone's attacking me. Um, you know, so first of all, if we don't do that and we say, okay, this is mine. I'm going to sit with it. I'm going to be present with it. And then from that, you know, even like not rejecting it of like, oh, this is mine, but it's the bad part of me or it's the evil part of me or it's a shadow part. No, we just say, this is mine. This is my, my lead that I get to alchemize into my own personal gold. This is the, the, you know, I am the answered prayer of my ancestors who have been praying into being someone or something that could come and offer this healing and karmic liberation for all of my relations, right? And I get to come into my own mastery and my own sovereignty and my own well-being and my own vibrancy and vitality by embracing this this project, by embracing this opportunity and this invitation. And I want to underscore that word invitation because you don't have to do shit with this. You don't have to. It is an opportunity and you are always a choice and you can say no. I don't recommend that. <laughs> you can say no for a while. It'll usually catch up with you at some point, but you yeah. can say no for a while. Um, yeah, totally. And or I could say no forever. And then, and, uh, and quite honestly, like I'm going to say something super grim here, but you could say no forever and die unhealthy and tortured and miserable and pass this <laughs> off. No big deal. No big deal. Just come back and do it again. (laughs) But honestly, if you're tuning into this, like I can pretty much guarantee you're going to say yes to it because you're tuning in and asking for tools, right? You're here. Right. Yeah. And, and here's the thing is when it's, when it's tools and, and I just want to say a big fuck you to a lot of practitioners out there who don't give their people any tools. They are just of the, well, yeah, let's cut the entity out and let's like, you know, burn some, sage or whatever. And like, now you're fine because I decreed that you're fine. And that belief that you're fine will get you far. It will make things stop being weird in your life. It will change a lot. But um, there are times when you really do need someone to do this work with you. And I'm going to say with you and not for you, but with you. Um, But with you in the way of there are also tools going in. There are tools and practices coming out of such an experience. There is follow-up. There is homework. There is stuff that you need to do, whether you have an entity or not, you're working energetically, emotionally, whatever this is, there is extended stuff that should be going on outside of the context of just a, you know, we'll call it the cut it out exorcism uh, healing, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> or wear this magic amulet and no one will be able to attack you. And then if you lose the amulet, you know, good luck, uh, amulet, good luck. Um, yeah. So what, what would be some of those favorite tools and practices, Kat? Uh, well, Michelle, <laughs> it is really, really important. And we've talked about it so many times to be having a physical energetic practice that you're working with on a regular basis, that you have a meditation practice and that you have teachers that you're working with that are giving you proper instruction and that you're not just learning everything on YouTube randomly from random YouTube strangers. Uh, one, one practice over here and then one practice over here and then a thing over here and whatever over there. Like that you're, you are, you know, working with somebody who hopefully can 
um, help track you and, and work with you so that you can uh, be present with, with your energy and what's coming up for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it? Oh yeah, cannot underscore enough, and and it's funny, like YouTube strangers like us, if you haven't met us. YouTube strangers like us, but we're not like, oh, here, do this one practice. And I'll just say that that it's really important that one of the issues that comes up when people think that they have entities, it is because of uh, what is called a chi deviation, or basically your energy is in the wrong place. It is deviated, and this arises because so many people want to skip the fundamentals of releasing energy from their body and becoming grounded on the earth in their body, understanding how to collect and source earth energy into their body and work with that first and master that, master it before moving on to the upper centers and awakening psychic abilities. And this is one of the main things is that people psychic abilities gets all the airplay and seems so cool and so fun. And so we're like, Oh, let me go on YouTube and learn a practice to open my third eye. And so that's what we do because that seems like the interesting thing to do. Or we go to a festival or we go to a friend's house or we take a bunch of psychedelics or whatever plant medicine thing you're into. And we open up these centers, but we're not really embodied we're not grounded we're not we haven't dealt with any of our childhood trauma we haven't uh worked with uh our our physical body at all any physical body healing we haven't worked with our emotional body so anything that's in the body and in the field is now being translated through this psychic center so things that you're you that causes this sort of magical thinking of seeing beings everywhere and, and having these um, pretty much like hallucinations. Uh, so that can take quite a long time to actually reverse and to, uh, and to fix. And you need to work with somebody on that if that happens to you. And that, that can also feel like a lot of other pieces of like being really ungrounded, not being able to control your energy, not, you know, feeling like you're in your body, dissociating a lot. Like there's lots of other examples of this, but this is a big issue. Well, and, and Kat, one of the pieces you're talking about in particular, this, this tendency to overemphasize the psychic development. And again, this is a, a, a thing that we see a lot. This is something that, um, you know, quite frankly, again, it's the sexy version of energetic practice, right? Like the, you know, between imagine you're relatively new to the path and maybe you've had this experience, maybe you're this person, um, you, you get to choose, okay, I, I can do a training or I can cultivate either um, you know, how to, to cultivate subtle body awareness and grounding or how to see beings and have really cool visions. Which one are you going to choose, right? Again, we want the sexy uh, psychic version, but what happens with that is, uh, and I use this term, we become very energetically top heavy, mm-hmm. right? We have these very over overdeveloped, uh, disproportionately overdeveloped psychic centers, meaning um, usually throat and third eye, third eye in particular, third eye and crown, and nowhere for that energy to go. Where and imagine here that, and I like to use the the metaphor of the pyramid. Imagine you've you've got a pyramid that with the base being this big. You can build your pyramid about this tall, right? But then your base. Okay, if you're doing a a pyramid with a much bigger base like this, you can build a pyramid that's this tall, right? So because our energy naturally, you know, we're not a 
a column and that isn't super sustainable. So if you do not have the sufficient base, meaning cultivated body awareness, cultivated connection with the emotional body, cultivated um, ability to access vital life force and to channel it effectively through the physical and, and etheric bodies, um, cultivated sense of I am presence. And in case you can't tell, I'm just going through the chakras and naming what their, their primary energies are and, uh, and cultivated self-awareness um, self and compassion and, and this ability to interface with other energies in a healthy, effective way, then you can fuck yourself up big time by activating these top three, in particular top two centers, because you'll be accessing energies and having all these blockages in the lower centers, so that energy won't be able to move and integrate effectively within your own personal field. Thus, it will read like dangerous. It will read like foreign. It will read like demonic. It will read like I don't have context for this and it's making me really uncomfortable and possibly making you physically ill. Mm -hmm. Your own blockages are having are getting in the way. So please people, you know, and, and at this point, again, honestly, if you're finding us at this point in your journey, my guess is you've probably already done some of that, uh, you know, either the plant medicine stuff or the do super psychic activation or do a lot of breath work and then blow out your system, right? You've probably done that. If you haven't, like, good on you. Start with the grounding. Start with the, the physical practice. Start with essentially, like, work your way up through the chakras rather than working your way down, which is where mm -hmm. most people seem to go. Right. And it can happen spontaneous. Right? We can have these spontaneous awakenings, these spontaneous kundalini awakenings, and these spontaneous awakenings where all the energy shooting up. We have not developed the mastery of being able to sit and be present or stand and be present and move consciously with our intention, the energy through our system. And if you don't have the ability to consciously connect to energy cultivate it, bring it in, and move it through different areas of your body and be present with whatever is there that comes up when energy is in a certain area of a body, then you really don't have any business futzing about in the astral spiritual realms. Just take a step back. You will get there. You're right on time wherever you're at. And get into your body. And people don't want to do this because they don't want to deal with their childhood trauma. They don't want to deal with the beliefs that are in their body about themselves. They don't want to feel. They don't want to feel their emotions. They don't want to feel the things that they've been unwilling to actually address and feel for a long time. So they're more like, ooh, let's look at pretty lights, right? And there are so many people that I have met who have seriously damaged them, their, their systems with doing um, improper practices uh, taught by people who didn't know what they were doing or made up, just made up practice. This is what I'm doing, so I'm making up this practice, so this is what I'm doing with no like awareness of why they're, you know, what else could be going on. Um, and also medicine work and doing a lot of medicine and thinking that that's, you know, somehow healing everything and then taking everything that's happening inside of a medicine journey and sort of ascribing a lot of story around it and, um, and imbalancing themselves so much that, you know, then somebody shows up to actually help that person deal with their trauma and their childhood wounds in these pieces 
And the energy that comes up is so strong and the psychic center is so open that all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's a demon. Oh, it's an entity. Oh, it's this. Oh, I'm ascribing that demon. Now you have a demon. And this person, my mom has it. This, everybody, everybody I see has all these demons because my, uh, my information gathering system has been so deranged. Yeah. Good use of the word deranged, right? It's, it's really easy to, to whip this up into a frenzy, right? right. So, and, then you, and then you freak yourself out. Yes. You know? yeah. And that's not helpful. Being freaked out, being in your fear body is yeah. not going to help. So if you think you might, may or may not have it into it's like take a deep breath. <sighs> you don't. Probably. <laughs> you probably don't. No one is attacking you. Again, the, the title of this episode is you don't have an entity and no one is attacking you. So, so. let's talk for a second about this, Michelle. Like no one's attacking you. Yeah. What is one thing like someone might be like, oh, so-and-so is attacking me. Why might they be thinking that so-and-so is attacking me? Like what could be going on there? Well, so a, a, a recent example that I experienced personally was uh, that someone very close to me, um, okay, fine, my ex, right, said <laughs> to me, like there's no sugarcoating that, okay, said to me, uh, asked me, Michelle, have you been attacking me? Uh, or have you been sending me bad juju? And of course, I'm like, no, what? of course not. What do you mean? And um and she said, I've just been feeling a lot of bad energy coming from you lately. And I, I questioned further. I was asking, okay, can you tell me more about what you mean by that? And she said, um, or, or I, I said, well, maybe you've just been feeling like I've been, you know, moving stuff and I've been having some, some bad feelings. Maybe you were tuning into that. And she said, no, I was physically afraid for my safety. And so I, I asked her further questions and, um, and meanwhile, thinking to myself, like, you know, wow, okay, the fact that she even thinks that I would do that, you know, that's illustrating the wisdom of that, that separation a little bit more. Um, but what she was experiencing, again, you know, not, um, and I didn't get word for word, we didn't have this conversation and breakdown, you know, maybe she needs to watch this episode and see why I wasn't attacking her. But I am, I'm guessing she was thinking of me or having some, some psychic connection with me, which makes sense given, you know, that we were in a, a very close relationship for years. And um, and having bad feelings, right? She said she was physically afraid for her safety. So I'm guessing she was experiencing some body level awareness, some, um, you know, uncomfortable feelings in the physical body as well as the emotional body when there was some type of connection with my energy. So either thinking of me or having, um, you know, having some thoughts or, or feelings arise around me. And so then, of course, we can look at, well, I wasn't attacking her. I know for a fact that I have never energetically attacked anyone or anything. I know that that's not a part of my, my coding and my makeup. And I was even asking Kat at one point, I was like, you know, I, you know, what's happening with this? And she, and Kat, <laughs> oh my, it was so funny. I will never forget this. Kat said like, well, you could, if you wanted to, you could totally fuck somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, she probably just is like aware, right? Like, oh, but, oh, this is a super powerful person. And, and someone super powerful, like, yes. But it takes a lot of psychic energy right. to attack someone. It takes a lot of focus and dedication and presence and like really 
energetically focusing on someone. And generally, most people are not actually energetically powerful enough to accomplish such a thing. And if they are, it generally means that they need to have a a sustained focus. And once they stop focusing on it, once they move on to something else, uh, then that energy will just dissipate. And so it's, it's not it's not super, I mean, yeah, people can do that. Shamans can do that. It's a thing. And shamans in the forest will run around throwing, you know, energetic darts at each other and laughing and it's fun. And, but like in, in normal reality of everyday life, it's not that common. It's yeah, it's not a thing. So then looking at, well, what was much more likely happening? Okay. Which was much more likely happening. And again, I'm, I am fully aware, like I'm having, I'm just feeling a little bit of like check whatever ego and and I want to put in a caveat of like I'm not projecting but I am saying what what was likely the case was she was feeling guilty she was feeling you know probably having experiencing her own pain body right and and whatever is wrapped up in that pain body um you know feeling like missing me or having regret about some choices and um and feeling you know, her own pain of the separation and wanting to, to disguise it as something else and not be fully present with, with that circumstance. So tuning into that pain body and thinking of me and feeling physically uncomfortable and emotionally uncomfortable, and also knowing that I'm a super powerful shaman who could totally fuck her up, according to Kat, she jumped to the conclusion that I was attacking her when that was absolutely not the case. So invitation for you, if you are ever questioning, is someone attacking me? So this here, I want to bring this in of like someone meaning a physically embodied human person or something, a non-corporeal energy or entity. Again, the answer is probably no. But if you ever have this feeling of, okay, I wonder if someone or something is attacking me, look at what aspect of myself am I perceiving that is causing me to feel as though my safety is physically threatened so physically emotionally energetically under threat and ask some questions about what aspect of myself might this be what aspect of myself is triggering this feeling that I am being threatened right you'll usually be able to pinpoint it right so if she thought I was attacking her it was probably most likely coming up if she was thinking of me Right. So then asking yourself those questions will usually help you be able to identify what part of your pain body or, or, or shadow experience in and, and using where your mind goes with that to see what the more likely explanation is. And then using your support, using your um, your go to Yoda shaman person to help you. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, that was my nickname at, at a few events because, um, you know, my, uh, my play name Yoda, um, to help you extract that and break down the actual trauma and the actual pain body that is creating your experience. Right. Because the, the main thing really here is that we can get so flustered. We can get so uh, story oriented. We can get so stuck in fear. We can get so uh, ungrounded in these experiences because they can be frightening and they can be painful. And so when we don't have someone who is a really solid reflection for us, then we can spin out and we can spin out of control. And as we do that, we sort of become that in a way, right? And then we become sort of a, a, a 
kind of a beacon for more of that energy to come in, right? More of that chaotic sort of pained energy to come into our experience. So we start kind of seeing it everywhere. Um, and it's, it's there for some reason, right? Even if it's, if it is an entity, whatever it is, right? It's there for some reason. It's not, there's no accident in this experience that you're in, right? There's no, oh, I just went, I walked in the wrong place at the wrong, it's like, no, not really. I mean, maybe you went and did some magical work in a really stupid place, right? You went to the mental institution that was shut down in the 1800s and did some magic work and opened your channel and portaling and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, that was dumb. This is the uh -huh. lesson. Yeah, we don't recommend that. We're not recommending that. Like, this is, so here you go. Here's your lesson. Here's your lesson. How fast do you want to learn it? You know, what do you want to do about it? What is it calling within you to change within yourself? And, uh, and most of the time, most people just don't want to, don't want to change. So they'd rather almost be like, well, I just live with an entity because that's who I am. I'm that guy. Yeah. Again, the weird specialness identity thing that comes up. Yeah. So if, if this is you, if any of this is resonating with you, we super strongly urge slash invite you to be asking yourself some of these questions to seek out support from, from someone like Catherine or myself and, um, or anyone that, that you feel great about working with who you know is going to support your investigation from this um, you know, this much more grounded perspective. And grounded, please pick somebody who's grounded. There are a lot of spiritual healing practitioners out there who are not actually that helpful in these realms because there's a lot of uh, exaggerated, just like, you know, it's just not helpful. Find somebody right. who's grounded and able to really hold space. Well, and let's look also, for example, at what, what would a practitioner get out of telling you that you have an entity? Money. Right? They, they get money. They get, <laughs> they, get, the they get to be the one who saves you. They get yeah. to be the one who exercises you or who, who fixes your problem, right? So please beware as well of um, if someone is telling you that you have an entity, they potentially have something to gain from you believing that you do or believing that someone is attacking you, right? Because then they get to say, oh, you know, you're, someone is attacking you, but I can help you with that. Don't worry about it. So please be cautious. If there is someone who is telling you that, like, just look at, and you know, they might be genuinely trying to help you. They might genuinely believe that that is true. But again, that, that brings into question, what's their relationship with their shadow body? What's their relationship with working with, with their own agency and sovereignty and working with, um, you know, with, with energy in that way and again if you're if someone is prescribing or, or saying that you have attachments or that you're under attack it is far more likely that they're operating under a system where they believe that their own pain body is in some way an, an entity or an attachment or attack so keep, keep that in mind please and again it's you know I'm not saying don't work with these people I am just saying be careful if that's something that's coming up so it's right. always okay to ask questions if, if you're working with someone and you have to keep going back to them to get entities removed, that's a problem because yeah. that means that there's no consciousness work, work happening outside of the exorcistic work. Consciousness work, emotional work, 
all of that is in need of support, energy work is in need of support when you're going through, if you really have an entity and you need to have an exorcism and that's a real thing, you also need other supportive uh, techniques, modalities, uh, consciousness training to help you to reinvigorate uh, your energy body, to help to shift your consciousness, uh, to help to heal uh, whatever was calling this in in the first place. So just know that uh, having to continuously get entities removed is not normal. That's not yeah. a normal thing. Uh, something is not working. If yeah, go go see a different a different practitioner. Go to a different modality. Go to something else. Yeah, absolutely. So be be really careful about who you're inviting into your field with uh, with that work. And then, or, of course, or you might have to move. <laughs> might have to move. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. Um, right. Yeah, but you know, caution always whenever you're you're working with someone in such an energetically intimate capacity. Uh, I am a huge fan of, um, of interviewing people or having some sort of conversation. And again, we've, we've done episodes on this, like how to choose a spiritual mentor, yeah. how to choose a, how to choose a, yeah. How to choose a shaman, how to choose a, a spiritual mentor. Yeah. And I mean, even for me, for me, I, uh, I had a question uh, this summer and I was like, I wonder if I'm missing anything, right? And I uh, had a recommendation from someone to do a session work with some uh, people. And I, I did not really have a conversation with them first because it was a recommended referral. And I really wish that I had because there were conversation-wise some red flags of I don't, it was a, a brand of spirituality that felt very dogmatic, restrictive, not open, not, it felt uh, like it needed, you know, like, oh, we were constantly having to protect ourselves. And it was just a lot of fear-based stuff and a lot of like, not life affirming for me, um, viewpoints and practices and uh, sort of yeah, just, just ideas and, and stuff that did not resonate with me. And I really wish that I had had a conversation with them first before I actually went into the session. And um, Didn't they tell you that you had some sort of attachment or, or entity or something uh, too? No, I mean, it, was, it wasn't like that. It was, yeah, it was sort of like a program, you know, oh, you've got this program running, right, or whatever. This is another thing too, though. And, and I, yeah, I'm glad you reminded me of that. I thought there was something too. I mean, let's and, and this is slightly different, but, um, you know, I, I want to, again, kind of remind anyone who is telling you that you have XYZ thing that is wrong, quote, whether it's energy or attachment or programming or, or you know, whatever thing, again, just kind of like take it with a grain of salt and look at, yes, there might be this program, or again, it, it I, I essentially want to bring program into this realm of what we're talking about today. It might be this shadow body that is running through their psychic filter and, and they're interpreting it as a program or as faulty um, conditioning. Right. And as, and as faulty. And after having a conversation after the session, I was like, yeah, that's your, that's your viewpoint of what would be a faulty program. And, uh, Honestly, like in my viewpoint, I'm like, I don't know if that's really a faulty program or not. Um, and so it felt 
in, energetically invasive and, and un, unhelpful in the end. And um, so, yeah, wasn't, wasn't super fun for me. It wasn't a fun experience. And, uh, and, and so just, yeah, the, we have those other podcasts you can check out. So please do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think we've given you a lot of tools so far. Kat, is there any other must think of or must know thing to leave people with before we close? I think we could, I mean, we covered a I lot. think we have it. I think checking, like you said, to be really checking in and okay. to be looking at emotions, my emotional body, like what am I not processing? What am I not feeling? What am I not looking at? What have I repressed? What am I uncomfortable about feeling in the energy body? Do I have a regular, sustainable, effective, and physical energetic practice that I'm working with? Um, Could I be experiencing energy in a new way because I have a new practice or meditation that could be causing me to interpret things? Mm -hmm. Um, And looking at mental, so looking at your consciousness, looking at sort of belief systems that you have, looking at, um, you know, are you operating from places around sort of feeding fear and doubt, worry, shame, you know, all of these things, or are you actively choosing to change your consciousness to be in alignment with higher states and higher virtues and releasing your programming, right? Because some of this, it's like we become identity, like we, we form all these identities around things. And it's like, well, how could you actually, you know, untangle some of your identity and untangle some of your programming, right? Which would allow you to rise into more forgiveness, love, compassion, mm-hmm. right? Because if you are not able to reach a place of forgiveness, love, compassion, gratitude, then you might be experiencing energy as negative coming at you because it's sort of a signal of, hey, you're not in, you're not in these things. You're not, you're not accessing this, this realm of possibility that you have. We all have that possibility. Yes. Take some work. And with that, you know, I want to, Um, slide in one of my favorite pieces of advice that I guarantee you've heard me give before um, cultivating resilience and having this, this capacity to be uncomfortable, honestly, like your best friend in this and any other practice, because the more willing you're able to willingly, you're able to sit with your own shadow. It is doing shadow work is not comfortable. P.S. Doing and investigating anything that imagine if you think something is attacking you or if you think something's harming with harming you and you decide, okay, I'm going to sit with this, the greater your capacity to be present with shadow energies and discomfort, the more easily and, and more gracefully you will be able to access these states that Kat was talking about to be in, in forgiveness and compassion and grace. And I, I promise it does get easier. I can, I guarantee you that if you practice and if you keep showing up and if you keep choosing to be present with this and you're just flexing that muscle of, of getting really good at being uncomfortable, I guarantee it will get easier. And there is no shortcut for that. Right. So, so resilience and then, oh, I had another really good one that, um, that I forgot, but it'll come up if it, if it needs to. I think it's also, um, this is sort of, maybe we should have talked about this earlier, but it is also possible that there are parts of you that have sort of, you know, through trauma 
and different things that might have happened. There's like a part of you can kind of disengage and sort of go away. And then as you're becoming more stable and things are working out for you, that part might be coming back home to be with you. And you might be like, ah, this is super uncomfortable. Why does this feel like a foreign body? This is, doesn't feel right. What is wrong with me? It might feel so foreign to be coming back to wholeness as you go through your healing process that you might think that there's other stuff happening. Well, that's we did an episode on soul retrieval, right? So that's so. that, yeah. Look I at think, that one. I hope so, yeah, because that I mean that's essentially what so. I'm talking about. And and in that case, yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. And in that case, that part that's returning, it's returning because you're ready to to come into wholeness again. But it also might need some healing. So right. we might see it as this, um, you know, as a foreign entity or a foreign body that has trauma and associated shadow attached to it. So that's a really good point too. But again, it's nothing other it is you that needs some healing it needs attention so basically there's some stuff that needs attention here (laughs) yes and and it's not bad it's it you know it's a really powerful opportunity oh i remember the other thing i was going to say um treating your treating this as precious right like kat was saying about about having these beings be our teachers but in this case like here is your own personalized most powerful darkest lead that is going to make the best gold right like if we have the opportunity to transmute this shitty feeling crappy dark tumultuous angry crud and moving it through this process that ends up being some of our most powerful gift so treating it as such and and letting it you know as much as we can I know I've, I've definitely been there and, and we all have to a certain point as much as we can not being in a state of like, ah, oh, fuck, I have to do this work instead. Like, okay, here's my gold. Here's it's yet to be gold, but here it is. And I'm going to work with it and I'm going to love it. And I'm going to be grateful for it even mm-hmm. when it sucks. Yeah. Starting yeah. from a place like seeking always to start from a place of yay, joy, gratitude, love. Okay, let's do it. Um, And starting from that place is really helpful for sure. Beautiful. Well, we hope you got a lot out of that. And please do tune into the next episode that uh, looks at why you might actually have a demon and someone might be attacking you. Uh, Title TBD on that, but but essentially talking about the other side of actually here's what that looks like. And, uh, And so you'll have a pretty comprehensive arc with both of these. And you're welcome to reach out and tell us what you think. If you like, you can send us an email, shamansistersessions at gmail.com, or you can t- contact us through our Facebook page, Shaman Sister Sessions. You can also find all our past episodes on YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. So go ahead and circle back to the ones that we mentioned if you want more information, particularly about the soul retrieval stuff and the how to choose a shaman and how to choose a spiritual mentor. And uh, other ways that you can engage with us if you would like to work with us or study with us, uh, I have the I Am Alchemy course that is, uh, I am accepting applications for the 2020 cohort, which begins in March. So if you would like to tune in with that and you'd like to get into some alchemical studies, and again, I mentioned that lead to gold thing a few times. If you would like more tools about that and want to apprentice with me, you can contact me through my website, joyofenergy.com. Kat, what do you have going on? 
Oh, I'm, I'm settling and looking for a home. So I'm uh, right now for December, maybe possibly taking on uh, some more one-on-one clients, but that's about it. Uh, and uh, let's see, you can find me at Catherine Bird, catherinebird.com. So we're easy to find. And if you enjoyed this, please remember to share to your community, to comment, to like, to uh, subscribe to our channels. And we are on uh, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and I Spotify now. So uh, keep coming back and we'll see you on the next episode.